Good day, good day, good day. It's this Coffee Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're having a good Advent so far. I can't believe we're already in uh, halfway, almost oh, into week no. two, right? Can't believe it. Advent, Advent. Deacon Bob's got his Christmas lights up. It makes me, makes me feel a little joyful. Yep, so the lights are up. Um, we're waiting for Christmas. We're not, we don't want to blow through Advent, so... Uh, waiting, waiting, waiting. And the, yeah, and the rectory, I have uh, my Advent tree up. So Your Advent tree? My Advent tree, yeah. I decided, um, so there was a, a tree left over from one of the other priests. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know who. Extra tree. And instead of, you know, going straight to Christmas, with, which I have like red and gold bulbs, mm-hmm. I figured, well, why don't we kind of do a little pre-Christmas tree? So I got purple bulbs. Oh, that's cool. From, uh, just on Amazon, just a package of cheap you know plastic purple bulbs so so it's kind of nice it's kind of a you know we're built we're building up a little bit you know not full full christmas yet but so do you add any pink, pink. ornaments on there like no i didn't i didn't week? i didn't buy pink uh or maybe next year i just uh there's like kind of darker purple and lighter purple so i figured that was that was good enough that's good <laughs> that's good cool. idea good idea do you I have mean, any you have any favorite advent songs you know, I like um, Aaron Schust's version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? Uh, it's almost maybe. like Native American-ish. Okay. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is definitely the definitely the, go, the Advent go-to. Mm-hmm. In the in the seminary, we uh, so we in the seminary you you sing a lot because you have mass and you have uh, liturgy of the hours. So we're together at different times to pray and uh, by like. By like week two, we're like, oh, come and come Emmanuel out. <laughs> yeah. Because it's up to whoever to choose a song. <laughs> so we let's, let's wait until like at least two or th- week two or three to actually. Weeks in. <laughs> and I think when I was in high school as a campus minister, some of the kids would complain that it's kind of like a whiny song, mm-hmm. you know, and. And it is that almost whining, waiting. How long do we are we there yet? Kind yeah. of feel. Yeah, the yearning. The, yeah, the yearning. Um, but that's what I like about Aaron Schuh's version. It's a little bit I'll more up. Uh, upbeat. Sure. It's got good, good power to it. Good vibes. Yeah, it's not whiny. But <laughs> good vibes. I like um, uh, Gabriel's message. In the past couple of years, uh, we, we, we've one. sung it in church here. It goes. The angel Gabriel from heaven. Oh, okay. Da 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 you know, our patron, Gabriel, so uh-huh. it's, it's a good thing. Very good. But yeah, I love, I mean, music really just kind of does kind of get you into the into the season, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, good stuff. So, we, we want to, today, we want to go to some questions that we had from the kids. I know we uh, referenced that a number of, uh, kind of weeks ago, that we had gone into the, the school, the, the day school, and recorded some questions from our kids uh, because it's good. We want to be able to not just talk about what we like to talk about, but you know, what are the what are the interests out there? So today uh, we have a question uh, from one of our uh, seventh grade students, and here it is. My name is Josh Skunda. Uh, I was just wondering, so like, 
What is, uh, from the Bible, biblical fact and, like, what are we supposed to interpret? Like, what's a story being told to us rather than what actually happened in the history of events? And so thank you, Josh, uh, for that, uh, that question, right? Pretty good question, right? I think that's a great question. Yeah, there's a lot to it. So understanding that we only have about, about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll try to answer as much of this question uh, as we can. And essentially to say, you know, what is truth and, and how and why is the Bible true? So we're going to seek to answer that, that question in this podcast. But before that, just to say, you know, why do we have these questions? I think as, um, as, as church, you know, kind of leaders, we want to be able to answer people's questions honestly. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we see a challenging time ahead, you know, in just the reality of religion and culture. You know, there's a lot of people leaving not just Catholicism or Christianity, uh, but just religions in general. And one of the reasons that some church leaders cite as to why people are leaving the church is that their questions weren't answered. You know, that they had a lot of questions about the Bible, about, you know, the church, about God, about, you know, suffering, about different things. And they didn't really receive an adequate answer. And, and today we live in a world that asks a lot of questions. So mm-hmm. we want to be able to try to, to touch on as we can, you know, the real questions of, uh, of people's hearts. So, And I think it's, you have to have patience when you're trying to find an answer. Because I think right now in our culture, it's like yes or no. You know, just give me, a, give me the short version. Let me Google it to find out if there's 10 sentences. Right. I mean, you can, you can figure out so much stuff instantaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you have a question, you're with people. Um, just kind of talking, you're like, oh, what was the, what was the name of that, or what was this, or how did this, you know, mm-hmm. how many, how often do we just like, uh, phone, yeah. smartphone, Google, print, Google. <laughs> like, there's no entertaining of, of the question. Yeah, you know, the conversation kind of just gets cut off. Doesn't mean it's not good to Google answers, but, mm-hmm. you know, we don't kind of sit in our questions very long. No, um, and I think part of the excitement of finding the answer is the struggle with the question. Mm-hmm. You know, why? am I asking this question? Right. So, um, Josh, I thought your question about what is truth is really important. Right. So that's, that's a big question. Mm -hmm. Human beings have been asking that question since, uh, the ancient Greeks and Mm -hmm. and really before. And it's something, I mean, even that question, you know, what is truth make, that's something that makes us human beings. Right. Right. There's no other animal, uh, for as good as animals are, uh, there's no other animal that asks that kind of question. Um, or even just ask a question in general, but like, what is true? How do we know it's true? So it's a, it's a, it's a really good question. So to say uh, something first, as Catholics, uh, just about truth, as Catholics, we believe that truth is objective, right? Uh, so truth is, uh, is objective. It's, it's something that can be known definitively and, and it exists in reality versus objective versus relative. And I think we can we can encounter this belief a lot, um, just amongst our relationships, friends, peers, you know, where someone will say, "Well, your truth is your truth, and my truth is my truth." You know, our our perspective dictates what truth is. Right. So if I drop a rock, the truth is it's going to fall. Right. Um, and even if I say, "Watch, I'm going to make this go to the ceiling," if I drop the rock, it's going to go to the floor. Right. No matter what my belief is. It's going to hit the You can floor. believe that the rock's going to do whatever it's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Great, great example. Um, because of science, I mean, we know that what the rock's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an object. And even if I throw it, 
it's going to take longer to hit the floor, but it's still going to hit the floor mm -hmm. or whatever it's going towards. Right. So first, we believe in objective truth. And being that a truth is objective, that it exists in reality, um, not just in our, our minds, we're meant to discover truth. We're meant to find truth. And that's kind of what makes life exciting and kind of an adventure mm -hmm. uh, at different times. I mean, just think of all the classes you take uh, in school. All these different classes are trying to lead you to truth uh, in some way, but they all do it in different different ways. Right. right? So literature, uh, what is it? English class, we right. learn a truth which doesn't contradict what we learn in science class. Right. That we all we're learning about reality, but in different uh, disciplines. Different ways. Mm -hmm. kind of, right. Kind of like a, to use another image, kind of like a diamond. Right. Mm -hmm. So a diamond is is one thing. But as you turn a diamond, it's going to look different from a different perspective, from a different vantage point. It's going to give you different colors. It's going to give you um, just different things. Mm -hmm. So um, as Catholics, we believe that truth is objective. And ultimately, you know, this, this is spiritually true in, in Jesus. You know, Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. That God gives us truth. And that comes fully to us in the person of Jesus. That's mm -hmm. another, another conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but truth is... Uh, objective and is meant to be found. One of the places we find truth and discover truth and kind of keep asking those questions is uh, is the Bible, right? So well, if you could define the Bible, what would what what is the Bible? Uh, I think the definition in Greek is the Bible means the library. So it's not like the good book. Hmm. It's really a library of books like we talk about the various books of the Bible mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of different writings and styles and genres that are in the Bible mm -hmm. trivia time do you remember how many uh, how many books are in the Bible Oh, uh, you know, I always get it wrong. <laughs> 52 and 27, maybe, or something? Yeah, you know what? I, I always get it wrong. I'm not really good at remembering numbers. <laughs> I, I threw a grenade on the table. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> no. I, and I taught scripture forever. I still can't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, some number. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different than the Protestant Bible, but that's another for sure. discussion for another day. Yeah. So. Um, so there are many books in the Bible, Old Testament, bigger than the New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, so the Old Testament is about the Israelite people, uh, you know, the Jewish people and how, you know, God was with them throughout all the things of their lives. And then the New Testament uh, is about Jesus, his life, and then some of the letters of St. Paul uh, and some other people um, kind of commenting uh, on the life of Jesus. And I think one thing about scripture that's really important is when we're talking about truth is there's an event that happened mm -hmm. and what scripture tries to do is look at what does that event mean mm -hmm. so let's pretend you have this um, difficult thing that happens in your life one person could look at it and go you know life just is awful and mm -hmm. i'm going to roll up in a ball and die mm -hmm. or somebody else could say well this was a really difficult experience but i found god's presence and it helped me get through it mm -hmm. and i think that's what scripture tries to do it tries to look at what actually happened, but what? how did we see God in that experience? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, fundamentally, the Bible uh, is something that, so it's, it's inspired revelation. Mm -hmm. So revelation is a type of truth. Um, reveal, it's revealed truth. So we didn't come up magically with the Bible. 
you know, certainly it came from human beings who wrote things over a certain time, but we believe that the Bible was given to us by God. That the things like dropped out of the sky, right? No, it didn't. It didn't drop out of the sky. Sure, <laughs> it it came into being over a long time, mm-hmm. over people looking at reality, sharing stories, um, this and that. We believe that it's inspired, so that God worked through. He didn't, you know, he. The Bible wasn't dictated to certain people, right? So God was like in their minds and said, you know, write this down, and then write this down, and then write this down. Well, not really. It's inspired. It came from God, but it came from human authors as well. Right. So their 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 giftedness, their skill, their their reason, their ability to to think. So these stories were passed down, and we believe that these stories were given to us not just from human beings, but from from God. They were revealed to us. We couldn't have come up with them in another way right so folks would look at an event that happened and with god's inspiration using their gifts and their talents whether it was poetry or writing historical situations or parable type stories Mm -hmm. they're trying to share whatever the truth of their encounter with god was Mm -hmm. but then the church also has some filter to that where the church looks at all these written stories and all these inspired stories and say, well, we think this is from God and this really isn't. Yeah, because there, lo- there was lots of different stories that, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Israelites, the Christians, you know, told, and only certain things were decided, like, no, this is inspired. This mm-hmm. is revelation. Mm-hmm. This is consistent with what we've come to know about who God is and who we are. And, and essentially, the Bible is a, a book. It's, it's a collection of stories that tell us who is God, and who am I? And how am I saved Fun- fundamentally? And then mm-hmm. that's the question. Um, what's going to happen to me? You know, what's, how, how am I saved? And that's, that, that question is answered in, in, again in Jesus. And Josh, I think one of your points of the question was, what is truth? Is there biblical truth and everything else is kind of truth? Mm-hmm. I think what the Bible does is if you look at a cake, that you made for somebody's birthday, science can tell you what is in the cake and all the chemical reactions that made the cake rise and everything else like that. But only the person who made the cake can tell you why they made it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what, the truth is the same, Mm -hmm. but it's the why that the Bible tries to answer. Why does this happen? How is God part of it? Mm -hmm. Um, Not always, how was it made? If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. So when we're talking about the Bible, the Bible is true. Um, the church teaches that even that the Bible is without error, like that there are no errors in the Bible. There might be some very interesting details. There might be some um, things that might seem to, uh, I don't know, not resonate with our understanding of, uh, of who God is or, um, or, or this or that. But we have confidence that the Bible is true and there's nothing incorrect about fundamental truths in it. And when we talk about not without error, that mm-hmm. the Bible has no errors, it's, the Bible starts off with two creation stories. So error doesn't mean it, things don't add up mathematically. Error right. means that um, it always tells us how God is involved in life. Mm-hmm. It's not going to tell us anything that's untrue about God right? or anything that is untrue about who we are or untrue about Jesus right. Correct. Now, you're going to get several different types of stories that talk about the one event. So, like, mm-hmm. if you talk to my grandma and grandpa, there's grandpa's version of the story, which is short, sweet, and to the point. 
Right. And there's grandma's version of the story that goes into all the background and who's married to who. And mm-hmm. Right. They're both telling the truth. They're just telling it from different points of view. Right. Right. And we can easily see that, you know, in the Gospels. The mm-hmm. fact that there are four Gospels, right? Mm-hmm. There was one Jesus, uh, 12 disciples. There was only one thing that happened, you know. But, right, the same thing is like if you if you asked... Um, you know, a brother and sister or something to write a story about who their their dad was. Mm-hmm. You're going to get two different perspectives. They're both true about the same person that actually existed, right? Right. So, so the gospel writers they have different perspectives, and they were writing for different people, trying to convey a certain truth about who Jesus was. So, even though they might have different stories, even some details that might seem to contradict each other. They're not necessarily telling a historical play-by-play right. in Jesus' life. They're, they're saying things that are true about Jesus. And, and much of that historically happened, um, but maybe not every single detail mm-hmm. of Jesus' story in the Gospels literally and historically happened. Yeah, you know, we were talking about September 11, 2001, and... Um... I had my memory of what happened, and then there were the people that were helping me on a retreat had a memory of what happened. And as we talked together, my memory was a little bit different than theirs. They were, but We were both all there at the same time, but as we shared each other's stories, it was like we came to the middle of, oh, mm-hmm. wow, together our came story to... was more accurate than our stories apart. Mm-hmm. A full and, realization. And I think that's what Scripture tries to do is there's different people different groups telling what happened at this one moment. And as you look at the stories together, you get a better understanding of how God was in that one moment. Yeah. So since you brought up the um, uh, the creation accounts, so we're actually, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about Adam and Eve and mm-hmm. the creation stories, kind of based on this conversation next time. Um, yeah, what did Adam and Eve exist? You know, that was another question mm-hmm. that we got, you know, what... What do we make sense of the, the the two creation stories that we have at the beginning of the scriptures? And and this pertains not just to, to Genesis, but of the whole Bible, that when we look at the Bible, genre matters. So, you know, thinking about, you talked about the Bible as a library, right? So when you walk into a library, there are different uh, sections. You're going to read a science book in a certain way. You're going to read a poetry book in another way. You're going to read uh, an autobiography in, in another way, right? There's different ways of reading um, based upon what is the genre of this. In the scriptures, you have different, you have the Psalms are poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the, the, the Gospels uh, you know, are historical accounts and theological reflections on who Jesus is. The creation stories are kind of poetic allegory. So allegory is a way of kind of t- telling a uh, a deep story about a deep truth uh, about something in reality, but it's using a lot of different details to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends on, okay, what book of the Bible am I reading? And that kind of tells you what kind of truth it's it's trying to say to you. Mm-hmm. And who was it written for? And how were they writing to that group of people? Right, the intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then And then the overall context of like, where is this book in the Bible? And then understanding that each book each book of the Bible is in the larger context of salvation history, of so of the the story of the entire Bible, mm-hmm. of the story of you know that ultimately ends in Jesus. And did you know, fun fact, that 
as I was as I was saying that, I was kind of spreading my my arms uh-huh. my arms out. I saw a graphic once that there are fifteen thousand references between the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, in the scriptures. References to to each other. So like, oh okay, yeah. So like, something in the New Testament is referring back to the Old Testament. Something in the Old Testament is referring oh, to something good. that that's that was going to happen uh, in in the New Testament. And Jesus fulfills all of that came before him, which mm-hmm. really makes it easy to connect all the dots. It's right, pretty cool. I didn't right. know there was that many. Yeah, there's like a graphic. It's like it's like big arcs between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Wow. If you had like a continuum, uh-huh. which is just proof that like. Human beings didn't come up with this. The smartest people in the world have been studying the Bible for a long time. And they still are discovering new things about... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and these were these books were written by largely uneducated people mm-hmm. uh, over process of time. So God wants us to know these truths, and it's a process of, di- process of discovery. The Bible is true, but how is it true? You know, and, and, and what is the truth that this story in the Bible is trying to tell us? So, Josh, that's the question we're going to wrestle with for the next couple of weeks, probably. This isn't like a one and done. It's a, how is the Bible trying to convey the truth that God loves us and wants us to share God's love with other people? Mm-hmm. And right, you know, listening to this podcast, having part of this answer, maybe one of the problems is that it started a bunch of more, a more, a bunch of more questions, right? Um, you know, that's not, that's not a problem. That's a good thing. And we keep asking questions, keep asking questions. And, and hopefully we didn't say anything heretical, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to explain things that are, are mystery, you know, in, in some sense. And, you know, mystery is a part of the life of the church. Mystery is kind of a part of the life of the, of faith that, while we can come to know many, many things, there are some things we're just never going to know completely in the way that we want to know them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we try to explain that, and we try to, we try to explain it in a way that is, that is most true. But yeah, so it's a journey and a process. So we'll, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep doing it. Sounds good. You want right. to take us out with prayer? Sounds good. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, author of all truth, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day. Thanks and praise for the gift of our lives. Thanks and praise for the gift of the church. This um, uh, this institution you have given to us, this spiritual um, reality, you have given to us to help us to know what is true uh, in our lives, to help us know what is true about you, and to help us uh, live the path of life uh, and of faith uh, here in this world. We give you thanks for all the many blessings you have given to us uh, in our lives, all the truths you have revealed to us, and all the questions that you have placed upon our hearts. We ask you to fill us with the grace and the courage to follow the questions uh, that we have so that we may come to know uh, the fullness of all that you have planned for us here on this earth uh, and all that you have planned for us uh, in heaven. Be with us, keep us safe, and bless us in this Advent season. We, we, as we anticipate uh, the coming of your son, not just at Christmas, not just at the end of time, but into our lives here and now. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody, have a blessed day. Um, enjoy. Keep preparing well for Christmas and maybe sing a few uh, Advent songs. <laughs> and keep looking for all the ways that um, the truth that God loves you and once you share God's love with others, keeps appearing 
as you wait during Advent. That Thanks, everybody. All right. Adios. Mm-hmm.